So it's Halloween last year. Um, I'm scooting around town with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar. But he likes to scoot. We're in his hometown, um, and I think Justin Long was also there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some neighborhood kids had dared us that we couldn't spend the night in the old uh, mansion at the end of the road. So I'm assuming you took that bet. We took the bet. Kendrick and I took it. Justin, like, really didn't want to take oh, the yeah? bet. Did he still go? He still went, yeah. Oh, good. Um, and, yeah, and so we're in the atrium, and we've got our sleeping bags arranged and a triangle around the backpack of mm-hmm. snacks and... Flashlights. Comic books, yes. <laughs> Uh, and Justin keeps saying, like, I hear something, I hear something. Oh, gosh. And, like, Kendrick and I don't, we don't hear anything. We're, like, playing along, <laughs> you know. Like, he's, right. he's having fun, and so we're, like, getting, we're, like, giving ourselves goosebumps. And You're playing off of him. It, I mean, it all works out. Mm-hmm. And he falls asleep eventually, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened in the morning? Nothing? Woke mm-hmm. up, uh, did find the noise. You found the noise? What was mm-hmm. the noise? What was the noise that he was hearing? Uh, it's a homeless guy. Going poop in the bushes. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to All About Rush. Uh, I'm Roy McCarthy. I'm here with Steve Mills. Hey, everybody. Uh, and we are recording live once again at Gugino Margheriti's Italian Pizzeria right here on South Boulevard. How is everybody tonight? Yes. Uh, and yeah, and, we're, and so we're back. Uh, it's their weekly all-you-can-eat buffet here. Um, and I'll tell you, Steve, I've had about two whole pizza pies just since we got here. I've had about uh, three baskets of breadsticks, mm-hmm. and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Nope, and I don't think you should. I think my doctor said to eat more breadsticks, actually. So Yes. I'm under doctor's orders here, so keep them coming, servers. Yeah, and you have a really good doctor, by the way. He's really good. Uh, so last time we were here, it was just so great. Uh, there was such a crowd to hear us. Uh, the food was delicious. We're eating all night. Couldn't stop. I come home. I'm picking food out of my hair. Bunch of spaghetti, some giant meatballs stuck up in there. Oh, rigatones in there. Mm-hmm. Angel hair. Spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, yes. The, the big fat ones. Like Raviolos. Linguini. Um, so last week, we get an email from uh, Terry Romano, mm-hmm. the manager. Everybody loves Romano. We love Terry. He's such a, just a fun, uh, sweaty guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that when we were here last, business had exploded. <laughs> and so he practically was begging was us. He begging? Was he begging? I think he was, yeah. Was there a picture of him in the email that showed him on his knees? My computer can't display pictures. Like images. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if he attached any. Um, All right. But uh, he was desperate to get us back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been about what six months. Yeah, it's been about six months. You know, and we do get lots of live appearance requests. Right. Yeah, we can't do all of them. We have very busy schedules. Right. We're always going off to concerts. We're going traveling internationally. Mm-hmm. To I mean, last couple weeks ago, I was out with. Uh, Kelly Clarkson. I love Kelly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you any of her song names. I don't. Mm, no, no, no. We're not that kind of friend. We're not. It's not. It's not a professional relationship. It's. It's more a friendship. Yes. Relationship. So we go. I go out to see her. She comes out to see me. We hang out. Mm-hmm. She comes over. Tammy will make her some lemonade. Oh. I mean, 
Tammy gets along with everybody, so which, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we just have a great time. So we're not always around right. to do every live appearance mm-hmm. that we get called to. So right, and sometimes the desperation angle does work. And I think <laughs> I think it may have in this case. Well, and we've known Terry for so long, and you know, I know his kids. Uh, mm-hmm. We took them all to the water park uh, that summer, and Steve. Even if you do have these relationships uh, with nobodies, you know, which can't really mm-hmm. benefit you or me, right? Um, it does feel good and nice to be someone's probably best friend. <laughs> we we feel obligated to come out and help this guy. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's back there cooking half the meals, too, and just really... Just sweating right into his blood, sweat, and tears in every dish he mm. literally... And that's why they're so salty. <laughs> so we're back. We're just so happy to be here. Um, and I do see... I, yep. Hello. Oh, I do really? see a few familiar faces mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll be signing autographs after the show if you want to stick around. Yes, please. Uh, uh, but please go finish your dinner, and then we'll, we'll be around. Yeah, and don't enter the our booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be talking about Rush's 14th studio album. Uh, what is it, Steve? That will be Roll the Bones. Roll the Bones. Now, this one, loved it. Mm-hmm. Really did love it. They, they were losing me in the 80s. Yep. They got me right back. They got us right back with a big old, uh, just a cane around our necks and hooked mm-hmm. us in. Hooked us in. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like the waiter's coming up. Uh, water, yes, please. <laughs> uh, can I see a dessert menu now before I start so I know what to expect later? Yes, and I'd like a dessert menu too, but um, not the ones that you give other people. Thanks. Thanks, Toots. What a sweetie. Yeah, now we got that out of the way. Let's get back to it. Uh, we have a new segment. Um, you know, we hear all the time, Rory and Steve. You know so much about the music industry. You know so much about music performance. Mm-hmm. What can you tell an aspiring musician to help them on their way? Oh, so much. I have years of wisdom in my right in my back pocket here. And that is why we're here, and that is why we do this. And with a helpful nudge or two, we can turn what would be a Joey Fatone uh, into a Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. And so this segment is called "These Tips Don't Lie." And and Steve, what's our first tip? Uh, our first tip. Uh, well, I would say they say practice makes perfect. And what I'm going to say to you is practice as much as you can, but do not stop searching for that magical lamp with a genie in it, mm. and wish to be always wish for the, to be the greatest in the world. Oh, wish and wish and mm-hmm. wish and wish and never stop wishing mm-hmm. because most of the time, that's all you got. Right. So, I would say keep practicing, but don't stop searching for that magic lantern. Yes. I mean, you could pray if you're religious, meditate, give sacrificial offerings. Mm-hmm. And I've heard about uh, like a noodle monster. Um, mm, have, uh, you, have you heard uh, this? One-eyed purple flying people eater, something like that. Okay. And so uh, pray to him and or whoever. Uh, yeah, to to give you musical talent so you don't have to practice as much and then you can get on the road more to right. then earn more money and then really make all your dreams come true. Such a good tip uh, and so important um, to wish and pray and do find that lamp. But also you can, you can keep practicing. Keep practicing. Mm-hmm. Keep playing. Yeah. But also 
Don't stop searching for that magical lamp. Yes, crystal clear. Um, let's talk auditions. Great. Uh, now, Steve and I haven't had to audition for anything... Oh, gosh. When was the last time you had to audition for something? Oh, my gosh. I was probably five years old. Yeah. It was for a commercial where I had to sing the national anthem. Okay. Uh, I walked in. Mm-hmm. They saw me. I said, hi. Mm-hmm. They said, this kid is perfect. Yeah. I did it one take. Yep. And one take is normally all it takes. That's what. That's all it should take. For me, it was, um, oh, let's see, 1994, I want to say. It was the Boston Pops, and I was auditioning on my classical instrument, the uh, tenor baritone. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I killed it, crushed it. And what worked for me, Steve, uh, is the Universal Power Play show up late. That's one hell of a power play. I like to show up about one or two hours late. Mm-hmm. And make them aware that you know when they wanted you to be there and that you don't give a fuck. Right. This establishes dominance. Everyone's on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Their schedule doesn't matter. It's now your schedule. It is all about you in this process. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now that we've made that clear, during this time at the Pops, the director was uh, John Williams. Um, so I come in, I'm on my phone. Uh, John extends his hand for a handshake. Always ignore this. Oh, yeah. Your gaze never leaves your your phone. Absolutely never make eye contact with the director. Nope. What I like to do is maybe stare just past him so that he knows that he's never going to be the most engaging thing in the room to me. Right. I like to go right over his left shoulder. Uh Uh-huh. Well, stage left, I guess it would be. Thank you. Uh, And just look, 100-yard stare right past him onto whatever's on the wall. Right. You know, now sometimes these power plays can work too well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the director might reach for your instrument because maybe he thinks that he's supposed to be auditioning for you. That is very true. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that ever happened to you? Um, well, yeah, and yes. I have had Hans Zimmer think that he was a violin player. And that went on for about two weeks. <laughs> and we laughed about it later. Mm-hmm. 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 So show up late. Um, engage them as little as possible. And if you're doing an audition right, you won't play a single note. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they're not doing you any favors, but they should be. Uh, If no one showed up to an audition, they'd be screwed. You're taking time out of your day Mm -hmm. to go meet these people. Yep. So they should be grateful for you showing up. And they are. Not the other way around. Yes. So if you follow these tips... It's it's almost guaranteed. Do yeah. we have another tip? Uh, all right. For our third tip, I'm going to go back to sort of our fundamentals of music. Oh, so important, Steve. Um, you always want to keep those in the back of your head, especially the being able to read music. Mm. So as a musician, while you're playing, either off of music, just, just jamming out, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not always reading music. Right. You're, I mean, most of the time, I'm usually just jamming out, and whatever it comes out is just gold. Precisely. Uh, but I always have, in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. the ability to read music. I can see the notes in my head Yes. all the time. I'm closing my eyes, and what do I see? It's notes. It's always notes. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't close my eyes, I'm seeing colors. And then sometimes I close my eyes, and I see monsters. Mm. Which would happen mm-hmm. occasionally. 
Uh, so either if you're jamming out, just look past the monsters. Yeah. Read the music. Look past the monsters, read the music, and you'll feel so good. Mm-hmm. And you'll make other people feel good. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can look past the monsters, if you can see the notes, mm-hmm. play the notes, just give it your darndest. Give it your darndest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to summarize by giving it your darndest. Yep. For the listener. Such a good tip, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, are we are we ready to order? Oh, it looks like they're yep. coming over. Hi. Uh, no, you, you can come up. No, come up. What are you getting, Steve? Uh, I'm going to have, well, I don't really want pasta right now. So do you have any curry? You got any curry? I would love a little bit of curry. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some spice to it. I want some something spicy. I'm feeling like a, like an octopus. Mm. You got octopus? Yeah, well, she has my order. Yeah, she has the order, so. Mm-hmm. Well, just put that in, and uh, I think you have one more tip. Uh, I do, I, yeah, I have one more tip. Um, Steve, if you surround yourself by talent, it will rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and all the best artists know this. Oh, yeah, that's why they're always at parties. Yep. They're always uh, on boats together. Parties, boats, um, whatever they can do. Um, for example, it's 2007. Mm-hmm. I'm at a gala at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting at a table with uh, Ennio Morricone. Who did the soundtrack for Once Upon a Time in the West? You know Ennio. I mean, uh, it's been a while. Uh, I hope he's doing well. He, yeah, he's fine. We're exchanging ideas, um, kind of shooting the shit. Uh, and so on the wait staff, serving me my Chateaubriand steak, is this peppy young guy uh, named Nick Jonas. Mm. He's hovering around our table. Um, pretty obviously trying to like listen into what we're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Really fly on the wall, sort of. I mean, I take one sip of water, and that thing's refilled mm-hmm. seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. And so, eventually, Ennio gets up to drain the hose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, come on, you've earned it. You know, Get over come here. here. Yeah. Get over here. Um, so, the kid leaps over. He's ecstatic. He's talking a mile a minute. He tells me he has these brothers. They want to form a band. Nothing I haven't heard a thousand times, but I like the cut of his jib, Steve. And you have to go buy the cut of the jib. Cut of the jib, his energy. And so I said, when Ennio gets back, you can kind of stand a few feet closer to us and kind of listen to some of the words we're saying. Mm-hmm. And this, this was a delight for him. Oh, I'm sure. And I think in the end, he and his brothers did form a band and they plunked out a few songs. And I think it was very fulfilling for them. They made a couple hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're doing now. Oh, I don't know. But, uh... No, I think they were they were around for a little while. But it's important to mention that this strategy does not always work. Oh, yeah. It's a couple years ago. I'm in L.A. for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, just attending. Um, I was mostly teaching by this point. Mm. Uh, it's the day before. I'm at Grauman's Chinese Theater, and I'm catching a kind of a private screening um, of The Pianist. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting next to uh, Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, who she'll get very close to you uh, when she wants something. Ah. Uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. And you know, 
maybe if it was a different movie, this would have been different, but I was just angry and very sad uh, for most of it, and that was not working in her favor. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, it's funny, because I was actually at that same premiere, ah. and I was sitting next to uh, Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yeah, J-Dog. Yeah, well, J-Dog. Yeah. And I feel like we were, like, far enough away that we could just shoot the shit the entire time. Yeah. Uh, we were just cracking jokes. God, and I used to be that guy who sat oh, in the movie theater and made the funny jokes. Oh, my and gosh. I And I'm sitting next to friggin' Rihanna. Rihanna, yeah. You're pretty far up there, like... <sighs> You had a pretty good seat. I, I think she I wants. To, she wants to sit in the first of all. She wants to sit in the front row. She wants to be seen. She's got to be seen, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't want to be. I don't need to be seen. You don't need to be seen. Yeah. People know you who who you are already. Y- yes. So and and my in my opinion, too much so. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to our last episode if you want to hear more about that. So I was sitting back there with Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. J Dog. Yeah. Uh, we were just riffing the whole time, having a great time. And he's such a funny guy. He's and, a great guy. Uh, I would love to have him on the show sometime. We could get him. We should call him. We should call Jason Schwartzman sometime. Yeah. Anyway, so she's getting close, and initially I kind of snap at her. I mean, she looked visibly upset at one point. Well, and I tell her once, you're getting close. I tell her twice, mm-hmm. Rihanna, you're getting close. The third mm-hmm. time, I'm like, hey, look, uh, if I have to tell you again, you're going to be wearing these nachos. And I think that worked. I'm surprised you had nachos at this premiere because they were only selling footlogs back where I was sitting. I brought them from home. Oh, okay. I always bring nachos from home. Yeah, that's smart. That is smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so such good tips, um, and I and I think that's really going to help people. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll uh, occasionally drop these bombs of knowledge on everyone mm-hmm. uh, in the future. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for a couple more tips that don't lie. Yeah. Oh, it looks like our food's coming up here. Uh, how about this? Um, let's dig into this. We'll take a quick break. We will be back talking about Rush's 14th studio album, Roll the Bones. All right. I'm going to stuff my face here. With mm, this, this yum. Curry. We'll be right back. Hi, friends. This is Rory from All About Rush, and this is normally where we would have an ad. I'm here, too. I'm Steve. I'm from All About Rush, too. I'm here as well for the ad read. Yes. So, Anyway, uh, it might be hard to believe, but we don't have a sponsor, and so we are passing that opportunity on to you. We're giving you that chance right now. If you want to sponsor a great show and advertise something, say, a cool new kind of yogurt if we like it we'll put it on the spot we'll put it on the spot it's gonna get so many attention it's gonna get so many attention that you will just be getting money hand over fist and you won't know what to do with it all you could put it in a tree a hole in the ground a hollowed out mattress maybe Mm, even safer than a tree so if you have something, a uh, nice, unique product, new, something that people need. Something fun. Lives. Something, uh, uh, like, um, like, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a power drill that only drills through water. And yes. And so like a funny thing. Good for laughs. Yeah. But it also does something. Mm-hmm. It needs to do something. Right. Okay. I think they got it. <laughs>
All right, welcome back to All About Rush, live here at Gugino's. Oh, man, I am stuffed. I'm burping. I'm full of mm. gas. Gosh, that curry was delicious. And I think she got it from somewhere else. Hey, doesn't matter to me. So we're talking Roll the Bones, and Steve, Bones is slang for dice. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. dice are those little white cubes you roll at a casino to win a lot of money and get the right. crowd cheering your name. That's called gambling. And then at some point, the manager will uh, approach you and offer to comp your room and tell you that some tasty treats are awaiting mm-hmm. you. And I'm not talking about chocolate milkshake. But I wish they were. Yeah, actually, I do too. Um, so, bones, rolling dice, gambling. Mm-hmm. It's a whole living life yep. to the fullest sort of thing. Yeah. And that's really what they were going with for this album. Yes, it's about taking a chance mm-hmm. and changing your odds. Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, this weird, random life we're living in and stacking the deck in your favor sort of thing. Yes, and if there's a chance, you might as well take it. Exactly. And it's such a good message, Steve, and we agree with it so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of ties into my message earlier about kind of approaching and surrounding yourself with idols in any way you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking that chance. You know, and if you're uh, an aspiring DJ and you intentionally scratch my boat in Miami Beach Harbor... And you offer to pay for it just to talk to me. Suddenly you have a business card. You have a phone number. Mm-hmm. Maybe an email address. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might even give them an email address. Not my not my real one. Mm-hmm. But that experience is going to energize them, and it's going to keep them going. And that's what happened to Calvin Harris. You have done it in the past, and you will do it again. Steve, I'd say it's a guarantee. And, you know, I was rear-ended by a one young Twiggy. Gosh, I thought they took her license away. So she rear-ended me, mm-hmm. and we got to talk, and we exchanged information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met up a few times afterwards. <laughs> oh, and I've been there. She got, she got big. She got in Blues Brothers. Yeah. In part because she rear-ended my car. Wow. So it works. It works. Lucky break for her and such a uh, good story. Um, and so I think that Roll the Bones is probably my favorite album since at least Power Windows, if not earlier. And I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad they're done with the keyboards. Oh, nice. no more keyboards. Oh. Get them out of here. They were putting me to sleep. <laughs> and that's you sleeping. Yes. And the synth, and it was just too much electricity, too much, uh, doing too much, Steve. They were doing too much, Mm -hmm. too fast. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Rush. It wasn't what I wanted from Rush. No. I know they were going with the times. It was 80s. Everyone was doing pop synth. And uh, it was just trying too hard. Yeah. And the Rick rolling and the Purple Rain and all of Mm -hmm. of that. Um. And so I think Roll the Bones was also probably the first top five album since Moving Pictures. Since Moving Pictures. So we're talking a big deal here. Yeah, I mean, let's just skip right over the 80s here. We're, they're right back into the They're top right five. back. I mean, they didn't, lose a, they didn't miss a beat. No, it's 1991, and already the 80s sound is completely gone. Mm-hmm. They nailed it. Any tracks we like in particular? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, track one. Dreamline. 
It opens strong. Yes. Um, Poppy rock sound, kind of a you know radio friendly format. Mm-hmm. A high energy, upbeat. Loved it. Very rock heavy. You get heavy bass lines right now. Thick. Oh, with give me bass lines. I want to chew album. on it. I want to get it stuck in my teeth, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you're getting bass lines stuck everywhere in this. Mm-hmm. You're getting some serious guitar solos. Yeah. You're getting some serious drum solos. Oh, There's yeah. There's some heavy hitting beats. I want to get drenched in it, and I want to have to take a shower after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel dirty just from listening to it, because mm-hmm. the beats are just so funky. So great opener, Getty slapping it hard. Oh, yeah. Um, track 2 Bravado uh, didn't do as much for me. Uh, they open strong. I feel like you have to get fill in with these sort of less memorable tracks right. after such a hard-hitting open. It's filler. Give people a chance to catch a breath. Yep. And that's exactly what they did with this one. Uh, still some good some good funky beats yeah. with the bass line, yeah. the drum hitting, uh, but just not as, didn't stick as well. Right. The next track, Roll the Bones, the title track, Ooh. I think got to be the most memorable track on the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, was there a theme to this one? I mean, was it still just the theme of the album? Taking a chance? Pretty much, yeah. More so than anything else, I think, on this one. But the next track, track four, Face Up, Mm -hmm. I was going to use this for that uh, Heads Up 7-Up movie that I was scoring. Oh, yes. Great project, great script, had a lot of eyes on it. Um, Just never got off the ground. It was close. It It never got the running start it needed. That last push. It was always right on the edge. And that's normally where I like to be. I live on the edge. But the track choice of Face Up really hit home. Yeah. Uh, but then we get to Where's My Thing. This was my favorite track of the album. Uh, and Steve, um, I don't know. Uh, where was their thing? <laughs> I'm not even sure. But whatever they were doing, you got pretty close to it in this song. Because they nailed it with this. They brought it yep. home. This was their maybe third instrumental track? Ever. Ever. Oh, and how I wish they did more because they are just so good. I want to say this was up for a Grammy. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. But I loved it. Uh, I, I wish they did more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Roll the Bones was my favorite, and I think it comes down to the memorability of it. And isn't that the most important thing in music, Steve, uh, to do something that people will never forget you don't want them to forget it and yes i think you're right i'm doing a concert mm-hmm. um i'm talking to the stage engineers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they want to have me shoot out of the stadium at the end of the show like a springboard or elevator or, or fishing line or something and i'm thinking i'm liking this but i've seen it before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think why don't we get the whole stage out of here you're saying everyone on stage and the stage itself all shoots off. Mm-hmm. And what they say? Well, you know, I think they were willing, and, and the engineers, mm-hmm. you know, put together the... They re-engineered the stage to be lightweight, and they got whatever propellant they needed, and sure enough, I strummed that last note, and up I go, a friggin' nuclear blast, mm-hmm. and I don't land till the cows come home. Steve, I have no idea how long I was up there. I'm curious as to what happened to everyone in the, in the stadium. Uh, I'm assuming the roof retracted and opened up mid-song. I don't even remember. So, and so that opens, and then you shoot off mm-hmm. like a rocket. Oh, yeah. Into the night sky. 
Yeah. Arcing across the night sky over the heads of all your fans. Really high up, and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and it gets so cold. Cold for you, what I'm thinking is going to be extremely, maybe uncomfortably hot for everyone left in the stadium. I think heat was the major thing I remember reading about in the news. The raining down of sparks and flames Mm -hmm. on the people left in the stadium at the end of the show. Yeah, those who are kind of trapped and can't get out. Mm -hmm. And you know they're going to be having flashbacks every time they see a candle. Uh, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And they're remembering you? Mm-hmm. I mean, what more can you ask for? And that's art. What's another track we liked? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think... Uh, <laughs> I think from here, uh, we'll just skip a f- ahead a few tracks. Uh, yes. Straight to the next one that really struck a chord with us. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Ah, yes. And that was Ghost of a Chance. Uh, yeah, track eight, Ghost of a Chance, might be my favorite track on the album. Um, some memorable hooks in there. Uh, you need those. Uh, you're going to need some hooks. A couple tracks stand out. I think that really carry this album and make it pretty strong. Yeah. I think up to like number five on the Billboard charts. And I think it was their last album to ever go platinum. I mean, I think they really... they. They started the 90s really strong. White hot. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, let's talk critical reception here. Um, generally positive reviews, I think, uh, mm-hmm. from critics and fans alike, who I think are uh, finding some comfort in the traditional format, Steve. Uh, yeah. Now, if you were going to give this a critical review, go. Critical review. Now. Ooh, okay, uh, this album, in my opinion, was fine. Faster, 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 faster. Uh, really good, I'm fine. Okay, very critical. Uh, I liked it. Very succinct. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, me personally, Steve, I don't give a friggin' rat's butt about what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, when I experience music, I want to be shocked. Mm-hmm. I want to feel something. Some spectacle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I'm listening to an album and I'm not... Uh, laughing, crying, doing big emotions, Mm -hmm. then I am taking that record. I am putting it in the trash can. I am calling the record store. I am speaking to the manager. I am getting his badge number. Do they give most uh, record store managers badge numbers? Well, I ask for them. Oh, okay. And they just give you the run around. It's one of the uglier sides of the music industry. Yeah. Well, they know they did, and they know it was wrong. Uh, but you're, so you're saying this album? So yeah. So so what does "Roll the Bones" make us feel? Uh, nostalgic. First word off the top of my head: nostalgic of the rush that we all fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm so tired of synth and keyboard. Yeah. Getty Lee, back on the bass. He's slapping it real hard. He's slapping it so hard. Uh, it's the Getty we love, uh, and such a joy. I mean, everybody. I mean, even Neil Peart. He was doing. He was like influenced by African drum beats that he that he heard mm-hmm. when he was like sitting on a roof in Togo or something. Like, he's getting back to his roots. Oh, it's so Neil, Steve. It's so nerdy pants. Aside from the usual feeling I get when listening to a Rush album, um, pure joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing reminiscing about. 
the chances that we've taken and, you know, the bones we've rolled. Uh, and, and broken. And broken. Twisted, sprained, friggin' popping out. Mm-hmm. And this album, more than any other, I think, really reminds me of just how much we have in common with Rush. And isn't it like looking into a mirror sometimes? Oh my gosh. It, it really is. And I would still love for them to to come on the show mm-hmm. so we could stare into their faces, into that mirror, and really bounce some ideas off off of that mirror. Yeah. Because um, we got some great ideas. Uh, I know they've got... They're full of it. They're full of it. <laughs> and that it that they have is great ideas. Oh, yes. It's like a high-octane, stinky, thick syrup of talent. Yeah. And I would just want... A little bit of that. Just a drop, Steve. Mm-hmm. And that goes a long, long way. So, if they could come on the show, give us a drop of that. Rush, you've been quiet so far, and I think we can appreciate that. Um, but come on our podcast. Or come to Gugino's. Yeah, well, ne- next time we're at the Gugino's. We'll see you there. Mm-hmm. We'll get you on here. And we'll just get a drop of that sweet, sweet knowledge liquid. Mm-hmm. So, we like the album. Um, I think it won a Juno Award, too, for Rock Album of the Year, and those boogerheads over at Rolling Stone give it two and a half stars. What a bunch of Rolling Stone stick in the mud. It makes us so mad, and you're not Rolling Stone because your stones are stuck in the mud, and so it's a stupid name. Oh, my gosh. I hope all of their socks are slightly rotated so they're just uncomfortable all day. Oh, you are twisted. Or they've, they've, they've drank their orange juice and then went to brush it, or vice versa. They brushed their teeth and then went to drink. Oh, and those stupid idiots, I bet they would do it every day. <sighs> and all music gave it three stars, I think. Which still may not be fair. But, I mean, that's 75%. That's better than... Freaking Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, you're never right. Um, and suck on these. Because I'm sorry, you know? I like this album. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. I recommend everyone that's listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. drop whatever you're doing, unless that thing is a baby that you're feeding. Mm-hmm, yeah, and if you've already fed it, quit feeding it. Things gonna friggin' pop. Yeah. They're not supposed to eat that much. They're small. Especially you, kid. You've been staring over here this whole time. I'm sick of it. Yeah, why is he staring at me? You notice that, too? He's been over here. He's eyeballing me this entire episode. We'll talk to Terry about him. I'm going to have to go deal with this. Oh, no. Steve, don't. No. Oh, God. Hey, kid. Steve, we're going to get in trouble. Where's your mom? Oh, Where's no. Where's your mom? You're just going to deal with this. Steven, come back here. Come back here. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Sorry about that. I just had to deal with something real quick. And please do respect the talent. Um, you totally could have taken that kid. Well, thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's the album. That's the show. Um, I guess we'd like to thank Gugino's for having us back here and talking about this album today. Uh, thank you, Terry. Thanks, Terry. Uh, see you back there working hard. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, whatever's dripping off of you into the food is working. Mm-hmm. So uh, check out the album. We loved it. Uh, this is Roy McCarthy, and I'm going to get back to this chicken Alfredo. And I'm Steve Mills, and I'm going to eat this another basket of breadsticks. So uh... yeah, and <laughs> wait, wait until we say bye. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. <laughs>